And we're back! Welcome to Real Lucha Podcast, episode two. Yes, two. two of the reboot. I am very excited. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren. And I'm Miguel. And we're going to bring to you the summation, right? The breakdown, the suki of the first episodes of Being the Elite. So when we started last episode, we were really excited to kind of just jump jump in and talk about the really the prelude, right? What the videos that the Bucks and Kenny were uploading to the Being the Elite YouTube channel that uh, really started everything, really got the ball rolling. <laughs> and you'll see a lot of those clips actually in what we were um, watching, re-watching in uh, the episodes uh, one through four, five technically of being the elite. Yeah, it's actually fun you... Well, like, the reason why he hesitated one through four and slash five is because apparently episode five, along with some other future episodes, were, I guess, flagged down from what we saw when we saw these videos the other day. Yeah, so I looked it up through another channel or whatnot. I think it was a thumbnail or a link to that video of episode five of Being the Elite. And I believe it said the reasoning being that that episode was taken down was because of... Uh, footage that was in the video of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, which they are no longer associated with. Okay, yeah, well, it makes it sucks, but I mean, hey, like that, it makes sense. Like, right. It's like, I mean, that happens like more often than it probably should. Okay. <laughs> so I have a few things to talk about before we discuss the actual. Before we start breaking down what uh, the episodes uh, one through four and all the episodes in between, it, all the videos in between were. The skits and whatnot. Right. I have a few things to say. One, I have to say thank you, Miguel. Thank you, thank you for giving us the music, the intro to Being the Elite uh, podcast, the Real Lucha podcast, right? Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, yeah, the intro thanks. music, the outro music. We yeah. got it done. It was um, something that we really wanted when we first started Real Lucha, and it was more so a mix of film and wrestling, right? We had an intro. Miguel made that too, right? Or he used, you know, tools at his... Um, I used sampling yeah, at the time. He used yeah. to the tools that were available to him to um, compose what the music was. Yeah. Uh, it was very cool. Miguel obviously is a musician. Well, not obviously, but he is, right? You, <laughs> you can... Uh, can they find you? Yes, they can find you on... Um, yeah, on Instagram. On Instagram with uh, yeah. your musical stuff. Do you want to plug that real quick? Yeah, no, it's just on the Creative Outlet 92. Uh, guys, just, you know, check that out whenever you can. But the main, but what we're trying to really do here is talk about... Um, I mean, my musician, my music stuff's like kind of backdrop, but like being the elite. Now that's the meat of this program right here. Right. And it's just so cool to, when we're thinking about being the elite and we're thinking about wrestling and AEW, right? At th at this moment in time, yeah. what we're going to be doing is really focus on being the elite, right? I think that's something that not a lot of podcasts are uh, in particular are doing, but uh, maybe there are. And if there is, and you happen to listen to this, give us a shout out. Um, you know, tell us we're wrong. And yeah, uh, it'd be cool to maybe even uh, collab uh, eventually. But it was just cool to see. Collab with the Bucks? I don't know. I actually met like collab with uh, other podcasters who are maybe interested in anything like this. Uh, you know, maybe for a little bit. But yeah, hey, if the Bucks, if Kenny, if Cody, if anyone that's so happy. Yeah, me too. If anyone in AEW uh, were to uh, pick this up and. Uh, have fun with it. You know, we, we want this to grow. We are definitely, like I said, we are, we're going to mention it a, a bunch. We did a podcast before, Real Lucha. This is Real Lucha 2.0, really. And uh, as much as we got experience from doing that, it does feel like it's a new beginning. It's a new, like, we're starting over from scratch Yeah, to an extent. Yeah, we're, reinvent, we're trying to reinvent the, you know, the product of what we're trying to you know, sell here, which this time, last time was almost 99% of it was movies. Now here, it's going to be, at least for right now, we're going to focus mainly on uh, this very particular segment of wrestling, which is being the elite. Yep. Essentially, it's like, you know, it's like a, it's a, it's like a series within wrestling. Yes. A, a, like a TV show within wrestling. Exactly. So, it was really cool to then and now um, seeing 
uh, Miguel give me, um, you know, what his thoughts are on the music and him being a musician and me not being one in that he's letting me uh, give my input on like what I think was working, what I what I think wasn't working. And ooh, like he actually, you know, is gracious enough, you know, humble enough to uh, take my notes down and actually um, rearrange some stuff to um, what both are liking is for what the intro and outro music is for this. Yeah, that's a long spiel. Again, yeah. thank you, Miguel. That's what I'm no, of course. Yeah, because uh, definitely between the two of us, you're the more the expert for being the Elite series, at, at least for right now. Right. Because you know, you, you've watched the whole series again. You're rewatching it now. It's the first time. I'm, well, I think I actually might have seen these, some of these episodes, but I completely forgot about them. Right. <laughs> I feel like uh, it's, it's bittersweet. Right now, it's the very beginning vlog stuff, which I actually do love, but they are... I say bittersweet because I do kind of want to just jump in and go straight to the last episode of Being the Elite, which I watched that came out today because we are filming on a Monday, right? Oh, yeah. So uh, just uh, the great stuff that Dark Order is doing at the moment in Being the Elite, uh, I'm really looking forward to eventually getting there. At the same time, I have to appreciate what we have now because we're going to have one of my favorite wrestlers of today he's going to be jumping into being the elite uh and he's not going to last because he's going to move on to future endeavors if i you know and i think that's a proper way of saying that uh and he's going to jump in uh, not in uh these episodes that we're uh, going to talk about but i think but very very soon so uh, <laughs> i think uh, that's very cool i'm really looking uh, forward to that and just going back and seeing um uh, di- the dynamic that um, the Bucks and um, you know their super click of uh, buddy um, get into. Anyways, I think uh, it's time. Oh, another the other thing I actually wanted to mention before we jump in to reviewing um, the Being the Elite episodes. <clears throat> excuse me. Was um, yeah, I think it's very sad. The reason I I believe. Maybe it would have gotten brought down anyways, but I don't think so. The reason why that probably episode five of Being the Elite was taken down was because uh, AEW doesn't have a relationship with New Japan as much as they wanted to, right? Uh, New Japan has had a long-standing ties now with Ring of Honor, and um, now them starting up uh, All Elite Wrestling, right? The Bucks, Cody, Kenny, Tony Khan... The thing is, is that they asked New Japan, can you, can we please collab together? And that was a hard no. And I believe Kenny, who was so instrumental in bringing New Japan to even a bigger audience, is very sad because he was very much a part of that organization and all the people that were um, a big part of that. And I feel like he's actually kind of very much shunned from new japan not just oh okay you know you're gone but like there's some animosity and all on their end per se kenny did drop at one point something about them even potentially trying to um not let him into the country and i don't know how a wrestling organization can do that can stop and this is pre-covid okay so yeah yeah i'm going into um Boy, they did they do some. I don't get why they would do that. Like, what's yeah. the point? I, I, I'm not sure myself, but yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, what, well, he's a war criminal now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, that's sad. I think hopefully, uh, if one day that, that partnership can happen, it would be amazing to see um, all of our all elite wrestling um, uh, big time. Stars, right? Even the small time guys uh, get into stuff with you know Naito, Okada, Tan- uh, Tanahashi. We're gonna mention all of them actually eventually, uh, eventually in uh, our recaps right now. But let's get started. Yeah. So uh, how about that? Let's get started with episode one of basically the introduction, introductory episode of being the elite, the uh, inaugural episode. All right. So I'm just jotting some stuff down. Right. I got my notes on my phone. Uh, something I wrote down, the runtime, six minutes. I'm like, whoa, six minutes? The first Being the Elite episode was six minutes? I would have at least thought maybe like 10, 15 minutes. Six minutes, that's nothing. Uh, we're getting, you know, just the start. Just like we're starting off our podcast right now, 
we're getting just the start of being the elite, right? The runtime being so short in six minutes. There was no intro music. Uh, we were going back to the vlog. Ugh, that is not what they do anymore. <laughs> they do a little bit of that, right? Talking about what they are going to, um, where they're going to go, what's happening. But this is very much a vlog. This is this started as the Bucks and Kenny saying, oh, we're in Reseda or we're in SoCal, right? Rancho Cucamonga, we're in uh, Southern California. And we're going to travel to Japan or we're going to travel to the East Coast. I have here that they had an East Coast trip, actually. And then they went to Japan, them talking about that, uh, with a clip of the Bucks and Kenny doing the... I'm not sure if this is going to come out on the pod, but... Terminator, Terminator theme. Terminator, the steps, and them doing a triple uh, Tope Suicida, right? Which was uh, really cool. I'm not sure if I've actually seen people do that before. I saw the Bucks and Kenny. I'm sure it was an indie thing, right? I'm sure you could have seen that in maybe ROH, but... Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't know because I had that after time. I mean, even now, I very, I very rarely watch ROH because... Uh, well, I'm going to go with the very lame excuse that... I don't have the network that shows ROH, but I'm sure I know there's ways to watch it. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of ignorance on our end in the sense that we don't even know how to watch ROH. Yeah, no, there's ways to watch it. I just, me personally, I just, uh, I'm I'm terrible at trying to watch stuff like on a computer, on a platform. Food. I don't know why. I, I don't know. I, I need to watch your TV. I'm weird. I don't know why I have to do that. So as we go back into the episode, Nick is uh, talking about how um, they have five days at home. But uh, within the next 40 days, they have five days at home. And then the rest of those 40 days, the thir- 35 days are going to be on the road. Five pr- treasured days at home. And the Bucks are, the Bucks are family guys, right? They are, that's, a, that's a huge, huge thing for them, right? I mean, if you have a family, that's kind of obvious, right? But hey, there are a lot of uh, professional athletes who are used to being on the road like so long. You know, look at baseball players. Being on the road for so long and then, you know, really kind of seeing their uh, family, like, you know, a little bit. They see their yeah. teammates, right, more than well, they see Well, in a way, their, wrestling their is, well, at least these wrestlers, there's kind of more because they travel all over, like, the world. Yeah. Like, especially, like, the Bucks and, like, um, even, the, even though they're we superstars because, you know, they do, like, house shows, like, throughout the world as well. It's so yeah. like, in a way, it's more that, like, they travel more than professional, like, you know, traditional professional athletes do. Yeah. Uh, so, um, then we, so Nick is discussing all that, right, in particular. And then he talks about uh, the ROH Global Wars um, pay-per-view that's going to happen, which I believe is a pay-per-view. It has to be. I mean, look at this. They showed the poster and look at this lineup. Okada, Tanahashi, uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, Christopher Daniels, Naito. Whoa. Yeah, you know? I, I would definitely watch that. Oh, my God. What a... Oh, man. What a lineup. And where all those people are at now is just, you know, Okada, Tanahashi, Naito. They're still the big dogs, right, of uh, New Japan. Liger just retired mm, this he past year. He finally retired? Yeah, yeah, man. You were there. You saw it when we watched uh, Wrestle Kingdom. That's when he retired? He retired there. Man. All right. Yeah, so the beginning of the year now. Uh, we're, well, as we recorded in the end of the year, right? And uh, Christopher Daniels now, you know, going strong in all elite wrestling. So we got uh, another poster of uh, ROH War of the Worlds tour with uh, R- Roderick Strong, Jushin Thunder Ligo, uh, Liger, the Briscoe brothers, Cat uh, uh, Kaz, right, from uh, SCU. Uh, mm-hmm. CD from SCU, Jay Lethal from ROH, um, the Gorillas of Destiny, Ishii, um, the Motor City Machine Guns, Okada, Tanahashi, and Naito again. I mean, another stacked card. I mean, geez, that's these. This is so cool that we get to see um, all of them in in you know one pay per view, one event. And uh, then they show another poster, which is basically the same thing with uh, which is the continuation of the. War of the Worlds tour. This one has Kenny. Uh, they have another poster, the continuation of War of the Worlds. That one had Rapungi Vice, which is made up of Rocky Romero, right? He's he has a podcast with uh, the um, the Good Brothers, Anderson and Gallows, the Talk and Shop. I've been listening to them for a while now. Uh, and although they when they moved to WWE, they stopped. They yeah. kind of did like yeah. a <laughs> thing with uh, Jericho. 
and talk is Jer- talk and shop with is Jericho, but uh, now they're back because they don't have to be restricted by uh, the big uh, federation. <clears throat> and um, yeah, so they also talked about uh, they were going to be away for three weeks for the Battle of the Super Juniors, and then they showed a, a quick uh, picture of oh, that was who, such a great shot. Who uh, yeah, who was involved showed. in that? Which is uh, Kushida, um, O'Reilly, Seidel. Rocky Romero, Bushi from uh, Los Ingobernables de Japón, Matt uh, Jackson, Nick Jackson, uh, Jushin Liger again, Tiger Mask, Bobby Fish, Tremperetta, Ricochet, Osprey. It's just wow! Like that. That's just that's just jam packed with talent right there. Some of the world's finest. Some of the world's finest right there. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And oh, you know who else was there? Um, a rugby the I always call him the rugby player. Yeah, I forget his name. I for, I am doing him such a disservice. Yeah, we I apologize so to, to you, sir, and to I all will, you uh, New Japan um, fa- uh, fans who are fond of this one. Hold up, hold up. Yeah. I am looking yeah, him that, up right <laughs> now. Yeah, Larry's pulling it up as well right now. He's like trying to look up the rugby wrestler. I I always think of him. Which he's not a rugby. He just dressed up as a. He just dressed up as a rugby player once, and uh, for Wrestle Kingdom, right? <laughs> but, but watch us be wrong. It's really something like cricket, and he's not even a rugby. <laughs> <laughs> you can see that happening. I'm assuming he's still in New Japan, this dude, right? Oh, of course, dude. Yeah, yeah. I. You know what I think of him? I think of him as. Um, Okay, that's him. That's him. Ryusuke uh, Taguchi. Okay. okay. Oh, all right. That's I think of him as always remember. wearing um, Eddie Guerrero's the Eddie very much Eddie Guerrero type of uh, uh, tights. Yeah. And boots. Yeah. And that I do remember. And then he has something written on his butt, and he always uh, checks. Shows off. He does like hip checks and kind yeah. of shows off his butt to his <laughs> opponents. That's what I think of him. Um, but yeah, just uh, Finn Balor's former tag team partner in New Japan when they were um, going after the new the uh, soup the juniors tag team championships. Okay, oh it's not. I didn't know it was him. Man, I, yeah, I man. forgot it was him actually. Yeah, dude, uh, he was he's he kind of has some ties with um, in Bullet Club history, right? I believe it was him that Balor turned on to start uh, Bullet Club, and it was him. And his compassion towards him that uh, made the Bucks uh, kick him out of, you know, this is all uh, kayfabe, obviously, but made him, uh, the Bucks kick, literally super kick, uh, <laughs> bow out of uh, Bullet Club. So uh, going back to episode one, this is where uh, Nick shows off his, the video ends with Nick showing off his uh, uh, Never Trios belt. A belt to uh, his daughter, and it was just you know just another sweet yeah. moment. You gotta yeah. appreciate that. Uh, you what's now? You want to pull up the name of the the next video we got? Oh, yeah, is that that uh, like a reunion they had, or not a reunion, but like just a, a group that like group? Yeah, a familiar had. group makes it to its comeback, right? I have it done as a skit. Now this is just a quick uh, Ghostbusters bit. It's making fun of uh, potentially uh, both the NWO and uh, Bullet Club, right? When they're just talking about how oh. You know we, uh, um, you know we should bring it back like it used to be. And no one, they're like, no, no one's gonna like it. And uh, <laughs> right, I kind of think of, they, I think they were kind of making fun of NWO in the sense that it got too big for, it got too big, and then everyone kind of just yeah gave up on it. Right, it wasn't that it big was like a deal. New members every week. That's <laughs> the problem. It got too big. And um, I think when when they're um, ribbing Bullet Club, it's really in the sense that oh, let's make it how like you know AJ used to be the leader, right? And and let's bring it back to how how it was back then, right? Before the elite was really running the show. And we have, uh, but in the background we hear Michael Cole talking, and you see that they're actually watching WWE Payback <laughs> with AJ Styles. Uh, in particular, uh, wrestling. So that's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool shout out, right? And then remember that little creature that popped out of their iPad? Yeah, what the hell was that? Yeah, like, that part know? I didn't really understand. No, no, that's just like them being funny, right? Okay. They have, 
But then they have a... Sh- yeah, yeah, that's just them being funny. It's kind of like very much so like when they tore the house down. Yep. Yeah, just using like a cool little effect to to have... It looked like an alien, but I think it was, they were supposed... They were going for a ghost coming out of their computer to go with the... Um, with the Ghostbusters kind of theme that they ended with. And um, it was... Man, they, had, they ended it with a cool... With uh, the Ghostbusters playing, right? The song, but yeah. also... Uh, a cool picture of uh, Bullet Club, right? With uh, the Elite there, with uh, the Grills of Destiny, with Bad Luck Fale and Yujiro. Uh, yeah, that's it's just correct. Breaks me back to good, good old times. So now we go to episode two, right? War of the Worlds, again, huge pay-per-view. And that had the debut of the Gorillas of Destiny. I, know, I didn't know that. And that was Cole's introduction to Bullet Club. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he they they were teasing. I'm not sure if you remember, but they were teasing uh, potentially Jay Lethal, the Bucks introducing Jay Lethal and um, Colt Cabana to Bullet Club. They were teasing oh, him yeah. the Bullet Club. I remember show. that. And then the lights shut off, and then all of a sudden, bam! Bay Bay, Bay there, right? Just like you said, and it was really cool. Um, I had no idea that's how he joined the club, the Bullet Club. Yeah, he was like part watching of, this. That's how I found out. He was a part of a stable in ROH. I'm not sure if he completely just dropped it and joined Bullet Club, or if he already left before joining Bullet Club. And that the stable was called uh, the uh, Kingdom, right? Hmm. And uh, classic, classic, yeah. I guess. Um, Mike Bennett and uh, Taven were uh, Mike Bennett. That's Mike Canellis. Yes, okay. <laughs> they were a uh, part of it, along with Maria Canellis. They were part of uh, Kingdom, right? So uh, him leaving, I believe Taven still is in charge of that stable in our. That race. stable's still around. I think so. Yeah, That's but crazy. you know, they lost the big time players in Maria, Mike, and uh, Adam. Leaving. Mike's a big time player. I mean, he was, he was, yeah. Yeah, you, oh, know, you know actually, what? I don't know. You what know what? He... I, I'm so, I apologize to Mr. Mike Bennett. Yes, I say that because of the, the way we portray him does him complete injustice. I, I feel like. Yeah, uh, there was some more. talent there. You could tell. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, going back to episode two, uh, that's when you get uh, the infamous uh, super kick party when they were just throwing out super kicks all over the place. They super kicked uh, Jay Lethal. Cole Cabana, the announced crew, <laughs> the camera guy, and their own dad. <laughs> Super Kick City. Yeah. The Bucks <laughs> and Cole, right? Which uh, the three the three of them have their own uh, trio's uh, name. You know what it is? Uh, the Bucks and their dad? No, the Bucks and Cole. Uh, Super Click, right? The Super Click. Right. I remember that because um, of their classic six-man tag. I'm sure a lot of you fans are going to remember this. They had against Seidel, Osprey, and Ricochet. We're going to get to that because they kind of uh, show some footage in there of that in uh, yeah in being the elite. So we're get, we're going to get to that man. And yeah, you're not lying, man. That's that was un- such a great. I still remember that man. That was an unforgettable six-man tag. I never actually seen the full match. I only seen the highlights. Even that in itself is like very like class. I consider a very classic six-man tag. Well, didn't, I get, didn't I get one match of the year? Get like a six-star, five-star? Bu- five, like and I believe, yeah, yeah it might have. Yeah, it might have gotten match of the year. So we got um, Adam Page was also revealed to be joining Bullet Club, in, but not as cool fashion in the sense that they showed it in a pick rather than, I guess, he was kind of probably more so green than um, the, the Bucks or Cole. Yeah, right at yeah, at that time, at that time, and now in all elite wrestling, they're kind of they're since day one they've been trying to build him up to be a main eventer. You can tell that's 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 their goal. So very cool. I can't wait to see uh, more of um, the Hangman for sure. So now we got uh, we got a cool a shot of them doing uh, an indie taker outside of the ring. In Michigan, uh, the Bucks. And uh, do you know what an Indie-Taker is? Indie-Taker? Yeah. Isn't that um, the Young Bucks special move together? Yeah, so... He he does a a jump from the top rope into, like, the pile driver. Uh As we all know, the Bucks' famous finisher is the Meltzer driver, right? The Indie-Taker is the exact same thing, except you take off the flip. So it's basically Nick springboarding off the top rope. And you know, yeah, landing exactly. on his feet really to help pull the pile driver down. 
It's now always we, Nick that jumps, right? Yep, okay. it's always Nick yeah. that uh, he's the more high flying of the two. You know, kind of they 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 definitely Nick's the, the younger one, right? Nick is the younger okay, one. Right. Yep, they've definitely said that the Buc- that not the Bucks that the Hardys <laughs> were you know big time influences in their in what. They do, and they have very much that dynamic. Matt with Matt, and Nick they with probably influenced Jeff. nine out of ten teams, tag teams in the world of all the world of wrestling. Who Hardys? Yeah. Oh, and for today, sure. Yeah. Along with the Dudleys and Edge and Christian. Oh yeah. So now we have uh, Michael Elgin breaks Nick's ribs. I mean, I think they said that it's kind of <laughs> it was a little bit of Kenny's fault, but <laughs> Nick in particular said that he wanted to blame Michael Elgin for uh, breaking his ribs for power bombing him outside to land on Kenny. So and they were really um, adamant that they were not, peop- they were not ones to get injured in the squared circle or you know right outside of it, but uh, they both got hurt at the same time. So that was that was pretty funny. Um, then we add ends with some fan art of uh, Kenny the Cleaner, uh, Mister Instant Replay, and Slick Nick as a band. Slick Nick, some good old fan art uh, there, and I appreciate that because. Uh, Slick Nick and Mr. Instant Replay is what Nick and Matt's um, pro wrestling games were when they first started. So that was a, a cool homage to that. So what's uh, what's the next video after uh, Bean the Elite Episode 2? It was that um, the one where the Bucks are entertaining fans worldwide. <laughs> okay, so that had a lot of uh, Kenny the uh, Cleaner footage. And uh, he spazzes out a lot. And then it shows a lot of the super kick party. <laughs> so that's uh, pretty much uh, that's pretty much all that happened there. What was uh, the next video? Raise your glass. So this is uh, this is um, uh, made up. This is a made up. Uh, this is made up of uh, the past skit videos. Really, a lot of the videos we already t- all this whole video was um, the actual music video yeah. <laughs> to raise your glass, <laughs> yeah. right? By Pink. Correct? Yes. I thought it was Katy Perry. No, no. That's how, you know, musically in tone I am. Whatever. So, uh, yeah, I was wrong completely, 100%. And so that video, right, was made up of that music video and just all the skits videos that we've already talked about, right? (laughs) Uh, And it, which also included the, the karaoke song that they did together. Oh, Which that. was that song? That's hilarious. That's a that's a classic moment for me. <laughs> so uh, now we jump into episode three of Being the Elite. Um, they go L.A. to uh, uh, they go from Los Angeles to Indianapolis. They go or Indiana? I forget. Yeah, well, but, same thing. Indiana, yeah. Indianapolis, Indiana, and. Um, this is when we kind of first see Matt's, Matt Jackson's love for coffee, right? Uh, you'll see that it becomes a bit later, but with all the traveling I mean, who that can blame they do, him? who can blame them that, yeah, they need some caffeine, right? Yeah, that or Red Bull. <laughs> Red Bull. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. Uh, energy drinks can be uh, poisonous, as you'll see uh, in being dealing. So, uh, Super Kick Party... Uh, to some ROH jobbers when the, the Bucks, uh, Paige, and Cole um, stroll into uh, the uh, ev- to the event, right? Yeah. It was exactly. pretty funny. Um, and you get to really see Adam Cole's like facial expressions that he's going to be known for. And, and, and yeah, it's going to help him in storytelling. Um, then we shows a uh, bullet club in the good old days, right? All the, the four of them posing, coming out to bu- 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 bullet club, right? Oh man, I, I can't. <laughs> believe, I miss those days, man. It was really cool. You know, bullet club's not the same anymore. No, but uh, show their former selves. Yeah, but hey, maybe they'll get they'll get they'll go back some of their mojo. Well, that's just our opinion, right? We're not we're not completely um, following New Japan, right? So maybe they're better than we think they are. Yeah. And, Perhaps. And it's just. Oh, well, yeah, then again, we are too much in Bucks fans anyway. I know. Bucks and Kenny fans. We just miss our, you know, like Gaijins. But they they have they have a few, right? Yeah. They still have Tama, they still have Fale. Anyways, we have. uh, We have. We have them discussing how Kenny isn't in the episode, really. No. And you're going to see that because. And do you know why? 
Wasn't it because he was away doing in our New Japan? Yeah, so we're going to see that because New Japan and ROH have such a good partnership and you see uh, the wrestlers go from both promotions in at least, you know, maybe like a tour, you know, some tours, right? So you kind of forget that Kenny is signed to New Japan and the Bucks are signed to ROH. So they're gonna the Bucks are gonna have to spend a lot of time doing stuff for Ring of Honor and Kenny's gonna have to do a lot of stuff for New Japan. So they're just by that nature, Kenny's gonna be in Japan a lot and they're gonna be in, you know, doing the ROH circuit, which is I think a lot of East Coast stuff. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, and it, it sucks because you know, you want to see them together. That's the that's the cool thing about oh elite wrestling, right? Kenny's yeah. now in the states, and now we can see them, you know, <laughs> together, right? Doing skits whenever they need to, rather than like oh they're gonna have to wait a while to actually do something with Kenny, or have rather than just voiceover work, which we'll see a few times. Yeah, no. Uh, no. Yeah, so that's unfortunately gonna be the norm. And yeah, the ending was abrupt. It was weird. I, I'm not sure if uh, they skipped something. They they cut something out of the video, but the ending was just abrupt. No, no, break it down. Da, 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 da. Break so, it down. Yeah. Uh, then we jump on to the next video, which is the Kenny uh, has a problem. Kenny Omega has a problem. Right. A problem. So uh, Kenny is <laughs> upset. He lost the inter- the IWGP Intercontinental Title to Michael Elgin. And he's also upset that the Bucks aren't with him. So we see Yujiro, Yujiro's first appearance on Being <laughs> yeah. the Elite. And he's going to be hilarious, man. He really is. Uh, he was pretty funny now, but he's going to be even funnier. He's and, very sassy. Right? Yeah, he's like, oh, Kenny, shut the fuck up. Yeah, stuff like that. So he didn't, he didn't know his broom was called... Oh, no. I didn't know that... Uh, his broom was called Bro Brew Mega. Brew Mega. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did he go around cleaning, like coming out to his entrance? Yep. Because <laughs> he was Kenny the cleaner. So I believe he he's done a podcast and whatnot talking about his past, and he believes that the cleaner was supposed to be in storyline wise. The reason why he was called Kenny the Cleaner and he was introduced to Bullet Club that way was because he was going to clean up, right? Kind of like a mafia. He was going to clean up what they were going to, the scraps of any wrestlers or anyone that was getting in their way. He was going to, you know, take care of them. Yeah. Like a cleaner. But as a storyteller, right? As someone who appreciates not just um, the serious tones of uh, pro wrestling but also the funny comedic style of wrestling right as you can see in all of his work with ddt he um <laughs> he he said that he like the the character evolved into like you know an actual cleaner like he would take <laughs> out the broom and the mop and actually start cleaning his way to the to the to the ring yeah, just to be funny and it was hilarious i, I love that kenny has a mind like that kind so, of reminds me of perry saturn except uh, with the mop, with Moppy, except it, instead of thinking it's his girlfriend, he actually uses it what it's actually meant to be used for, cleaning. <laughs> See, I bet if we watched that now, we probably would be upset and be like, wow, that's so dumb. But as kids, we thought that that was hilarious. Yeah, like, where's course, Moppy? Yeah. Where's Moppy? Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it was uh, interesting. Uh, let's move on to the next video. Well, yeah, it was, um, it's getting hot in here, remember? Do I? Is that when the boys uh, got super yes, kicked by I guess the Bucks? He, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then Dalton Castle comes in. Yeah, he pops in. He's uh, he. I forgot what he said, but he was. He didn't seem that upset. He barely. Yeah, I have here down. He barely cared. Yeah, which I was shocked. Because <laughs> I thought no one was supposed to mess with his boys. Yeah, he didn't care, man. <laughs> so, uh, and we got shot after shot, right? I think we got like three different angles of them getting super kicked. Yeah, <laughs> which was funny. Um, then we jump into episode four, being the elite. Nick is a fan of LeBron James. I didn't know that, which I told you. He must be very happy now because back then, oh, I now I'm starting to uh, forget. I'm not sure if LeBron was a part of uh, the Cavaliers or the Heat back then. But to he 2016, was, I think it might have been the Heat. Uh, so I think since then he's went on to. 
play for oh, his shit. original team, which was the Cavaliers, again. And now he plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, so very cool, right? Happy for Nick, I guess. I'm hoping he's pretty excited about that. I know how excited I am when um, the Yankees, right? My, I, I have such a deep love for the New York Yankees. Uh, when they get someone you know, major, like they did last year in uh, the picture Garrett Cole, right? Huge yeah. move. So I was just so excited. I got the news. I was driving, um, you know, on midnight back to my house, and I was just, like, kind of just fist pumping and jumping all over, like, you know, safely <laughs> in my car <laughs> when, I, when I heard the news. So I, I'm hoping uh, Nick had the same reaction. Anyways, we have... Uh, which shows a clip of their tights. And, man, the Bucks used to do this all the time. The Their tights... They were just, the they would just put such silly stuff on them. For example, they would put their faces on their uh, tights. They would put the face. They put like Meltzer's face all over their tights. Yeah. They would put money, you know, money yeah. symbols and stuff like that all over yeah. their tights. Yeah. They would put uh, li- uh, little uh, too sweet illustrations all over their tights. Man, oh, it was crazy. The Bucks had such great ideas for their in-ring full gear attire right so uh this is that's this is just another uh, side of that very very cool <laughs> um now we have i i wrote down it's cool to see them watching ring of honor in an outback steakhouse Got, wh- wh- where do you do that i wish i could watch ring of honor and go uh in outback steakhouse did they have to especially request that i would think so man. yeah because i like, where what? i'm like where is that I would never like even if we asked for even if we went to Outback right now. Ask like you put on oh wait she probably what's that or even if they did no he probably wouldn't even have the channel. I would assume they didn't have the cha- wouldn't have the channel. I completely that. agree with everything you just said. So I just <laughs> yeah I'd be flabbergasted if that any. Although you know what you know what's really cool though what I say that, but at the same time one time me and Ryan went to a sushi buffet. Our cousin Ryan right and the another person who just loves wrestling and he's the person we watch all the aw yes um, yeah uh pay-per-views with yeah so shout yeah. outs to him yeah, shout outs to my fan shout outs to our boy julian right another good yeah, friend oh, yeah. of mine that we watch unfortunately because of covid you know we don't get together anymore to watch it with him yeah right but hey you know maybe 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 we can maybe we see how he's doing maybe we can set some precautions to uh, get him uh, rolling with us again and yeah. maybe watch a, a pay-per-view. So, uh, yeah, I was going to say, me and Ryan, we had we went to a sushi buffet and Ali uh, Lee Wrestling was on the TV. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> what was this? This was... Man... When our buddy Andrew was going out with his ex. When was that? Which ex? His past one. Oh. Oh. Within the past year? Yeah. Yeah, so. Around there. Um, yes. So, now we go from there to the Bucks cutting a promo on Red Dragon, Rapungi Vice, and Skycrank. Hmm. I didn't know who the hell Skycrank was. And then I come to realize that... It's the tag team of Matt Seidel and Ricochet. They mentioned themselves. I figure Matt is the one who called them out as Skycrank. And Nick's like, is that their shoot name? <laughs> or, or vice versa. I yeah. forgot who said that. And I was, I was like, oh, that's hilarious, man. I can't believe that uh, we didn't know that. Uh, or I didn't know that, right? When I think of Matt Seidel and Ricochet, I do think of that... Uh, six-man tag match that you mentioned, Miguel. Yeah. But another time I mentioned is a clip of a New Japan event where Ricochet was wearing blue tights. So, And he... There was people outside the ring. He went to jump from the second rope that was not fa- that was close to them but not facing the, the, the wrestlers outside of the ring to jump onto the third rope uh, where right above where the wrestlers were, and I just saw Ricochet jump up into the air to do a shooting star press to land outside and hit those guys. I've never seen such air off of anyone in wrestling in that one particular frame. Ricochet just got so much air j- jumping off 
that top rope to do a shooting star press to the guys. That's what I remember of Sky Crank. I always remember Ricochet just showing me some crazy stuff that I will never see any other wrestlers do. Uh, same thing goes with his run as uh, Prince Puma in yeah. Lucha Underground. Just sick stuff. I agree. I mean, it's the guy's... He's a once-in-a-lifetime... He's a once-in-a-generation kind of talent. I love him. I need him to go to AEW right now. Yeah, he'll be utilized so, so much more proficiently over there. And I've read some like comments, right? Like, oh, he does. He shouldn't go to All Elite Wrestling. That's dumb. They have so many high flyers. Like, there's he won't stand out. I'm like, there is no except for maybe possibly Osprey. There is no one in the world that is like Ricochet. No. Okay, so don't even give me that. Ricochet is truly the one and only. Yes. Okay? Yes. So don't even give me any of the, oh, he's not going to stand out because, you know, they, they already have a bunch of high fives. That out. is bull, yeah. my friend. All right. Anyways, I just throw, I just went on a tangent there. I don't know why. So we got, um, oh, I was noticing Nick's shirt in that promo. I thought it was kind of an homage to uh, Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen. Yeah. Kevin, right? Yeah, because he would have shirts that say KO on them and it would look like duct tape. Right? And as we know, Bucks have uh, a long friendship with Kevin Owens slash Steen. Yeah. Uh, and them, along with Cole, used to be the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. <laughs> or can potentially still are, maybe. So, anyways. Uh, and it ends with them super kicking Elmo, I believe, or Elmo freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> Random. Anyways, what's our next video? Here we go. The last one was Reunited, when they reunite with Kenny. Oh, right, right, right. So that was really funny. The classic, you know, someone comes out of the, the bathroom, and then uh, a male coming out of uh, the female bathroom, yep. right? <laughs> Just a classic oh. gag, and that it, it happens here, and I still laughed out loud. Matt comes out of the ladies' room, and he's happy about it. Hangman, we see Hangman pushing Nick in a wheelchair. We don't know why he's uh, on the, in that wheelchair. Maybe he was coming off those broken ribs. And then we see Kenny, all of them are reuniting and uh, to that song, right? They were happy to reunite. And they were running to each other to uh, give themselves a big old hug. And then they end up super kicking, triple super kicking a random uh, New Japan fan. Exactly. Like, yeah, I, I love that. Like, they, it's kind of like a prank. They're... They're like um, reeling us in to make us think they're gonna give each other a big ass hug. And then all of a sudden, they instead they then they stop abruptly, then super kick some dude. Some boy. I I completely agree. Okay, so this is gonna be awkward because yeah, we don't have the footage to being the elite episode five anymore, as we said because potentially because we didn't have uh, they had to be it had to be brought down because of the footage of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling that was in it. Mm-hmm. But thanks to being the shout out to being the elite wiki right let me see if i can find the authors real quick of this because they give us a run i didn't know i honestly didn't know this existed and this is really cool that uh they can uh they can give us all all this information you know um i i appreciate it very much so uh i am so sorry if i'm getting this wrong but for the account blades 1889 Right, he's the one apparently who uh, wrote, uh, provided all of this. He or she, my bad, uh, provided all of this information for us on uh, being the elite episode five, which you can find on being the elite wiki. Very cool that it exists. So, um, off at the top of my head, when I was reading uh, the what was coming up from that, I, um, I think the thing that that stood out in memory was that it was Father's Day and the Bucks were giving their dad as a Father's Day gift uh, either a rug or a towel or a blanket, right? Something along that nature of the Bucks and Cole super triple super kicking their dad and that was their, his gift for Father's for Father's Day. That's just, <laughs> that's just, oh man, I love that, man. I love that kind of comedy. I love that they can give their dad basically a gag gift. Yeah, I mean, is it a gag gift? Maybe it's like pretty cool in the sense that their dad was able to be on TV. He was a part of that, uh, 
an angle, right? A big angle in a paper, on a wrestling pay-per-view. It was a towel. Apparently, it was a towel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so was a gag gift or no? Um, like I said, to each his own. Well, for us, it was an actual gift. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, it was a gift to the world for sure. And then uh, apparently we see uh, the Bucks and Kenny are uh, in Japan and they're meeting fans with Osaka. We get a montage of that. It's very cool. Um, then we cut to, um, this is the footage, right? Uh, Dominion 6.19. That's a New Japan show. And uh, the Young Bucks uh, won the tag team belts in their match. And I remember, and this is another standout of that of that event, or of this being the elite episode when the Bucks were filming themselves being underneath the ring. Oh, I remember that. That was actually pretty funny, right? I remember you seen that a while ago. So I've seen all of being the elite, right? Me and Miguel were. Act, I was actually showing Miguel being the elite. We were going back all the way to the beginning, like we are now, and we I were able to actually see it back then, right? It wasn't yes. that long ago. Well, nope. Maybe like. A year tops. So, very, very cool. Uh, and, yeah, uh, uh, apparently this is where um, Kenny lost uh, the IC title, which is uh, a bummer. But I think this is the start of Kenny really showing up and being considered part of the main event and an actual potential contender to... Uh, the IWGP heavyweight title. This is the first time it showcased his contendership. I'm saying the fact that he lost the Intercontinental Belt to Michael Elgin. Kind of, he. I don't. Th- I believe he never uh, tries to get a rematch. Okay. So I'm saying him and him losing the IC title, no. he can now go for the heavyweight title. Oh yeah, makes right. Sense. Yeah. yeah. So um, all right, and that's it. That's we we wanted to really talk about episodes one through five, Miguel. I have a thoughts on what how this ended, right? On that Kenny Omega losing his uh, IC title, but I want to know what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I mean, based on how, well, I did it first. I didn't know that he didn't get a rematch, or he, that he uh, would go on to contend for the heavyweight uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship afterwards. Uh, but in terms of him being actually um, being mentioned, like just his Intercontinental Championship being sort of the topic for that for this video what i mean what i got from that is that okay like they're trying to uh sh- they're tra- just trying to explain to us like where kenny was like before he reunited with the bucks right and i mean i mean the thing with kenny is that i mean he goes around there's a time when he's still in japan he's still uh full-time there right yeah oh, yeah. yeah yeah so he's full-time uh roster member of japan and he he saw, he always makes time to, at least for right now, to make you know fi- shoot some film and shoot some being elite with the Bucks. And I mean, for me, like the Intercontinental Championship was sort of like you know an afterthought in this video. I was like more focused on the comedy uh, and just how <clears throat> basically he's like their their third brother. Right. What do you what are your thoughts on uh, on on everything on the whole recap of uh, that we did t- today? Well, I mean, for well, firstly, the young bucks. I think they got a, they did they really do a good job at uh, showcasing what they try to like what they try to do, um, despite like when they're traveling from country, city to city, and country to country, uh, and they do a really good job at showcasing like how they um, you know like the bat. Like back the you know background scenes like the backstage of what goes on in these promotions and but most of it it's like you, you see them in like in their car and airports or at, and rarely you see them at at their home. I mean you see them at their homes a good amount of times. No, but, that's a good yeah, point. That's a good yeah. point. You do see them in the airport a lot. Yeah, <laughs> get used to that. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> like their airport is like their. Um, like their stage almost for being the elite. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. It could, yeah, they spend so much time. And then you see, there's at least two or three videos here where 
you see uh, the Young Bucks in an airplane. They're filming in an airplane. And then I, one of them's watching uh, a match. We, we, I'm not sure what promotion it was, but uh, they're watching a match on their iPad, wrestling match on their iPad. I don't know if they're doing it to enjoy themselves or they're just trying to study or you know, like you know, their opponents or whatever to see what they could do. And also, what I really found funny about Mean Elite was, well, like uh, of these episodes that we uh, watched and reviewed was uh, how Kenny. T- I love. I, I love how Kenny's usually the one. I mean, the young bucks are funny, but I kind of feel like Kenny's like, I don't know. He j- he has more of that like it like it factor. If you know what I mean. In what sense? Like. The young bucks, they ha- they really help prepare. Like they they're great at preparing. Like you know, the, their pranks that do, or like their funny like um, segments that they're about to do. Like for example, when like uh, they're talking about payback, and then you know you make a scene. They're like making fun of, um, or, or like paying homage to and they when Ghostbusters. Then they, as it turns out, it turns out to be something else. You know, they're watching WWE the payback at that year. Kenny, he's more like uh, he just. Shows up and just acts like himself, you know, quote unquote, like himself, and then that's just like he, he that's like the joke in itself almost. Mm. Whereas the young bucks kind of pre- try and prepare something. I mean, Kenny does too, but uh, he just uh, kind of goes with the flow more. I feel like he kind of just like you know just do- he just does. He doesn't think he just does. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that can that that can be a that can be a, a good and, thing and that works out for him because you know I feel like he has more of that it factor like that's why he's the leader of Bullet Club at you know eventually at one point, right? Yeah, I mean definitely, uh, Kenny does have a, a big time impact. Uh, I think, um, yeah, I think you ba- basically covered it. I think that was a great point. I'm not sure if I actually said it out loud, but yeah, that's a lot of the. First vlog, a uh, first vlog footage is them gonna be in airports and in their car, right? In their rental cars or whatnot. <laughs> a lot of other footage is gonna be them uh, exploring uh, Japan, um, them uh, doing audiences, audience uh, invites, and I'm still. I don't think we heard it yet. I'm still waiting to hear to see um, the classic Yum Bucks uh, montage uh, music, which is. Uh, called uh, Warriors Cry, <laughs> and guess who who made that? Jim Justin? No, um, their dad. Oh, okay. Their dad composed that. Oh, that's song. pretty cool. So it was very very cool. Uh, Warriors Cry. I'm still waiting to hear on that. We're gonna see a lot of that in a lot of their montages. And uh, one thing I wanted to see was when I had ac- when I had the channel Axis A X S. Uh, in on my uh, for my cable provider, which I do no, do not have anymore. They used to have <clears throat> uh, footage of New Japan, which is very cool. I always I was tuning in a lot. I even showed you uh, some of the stuff. And Kenny uh, did like this great promo, really you know in a secluded area just by himself uh, about the IC title and the heavyweight title. He's like. He, he, it was really hilarious. Me and you were cracking up. He was talking about how when it comes to the IWGP uh, heavyweight uh, championship, uh, New Japan has that they protect that title, right? So basically, it's not about who's the best. It's about who's going to get the title. Is it going to be Tanahashi or Okada? Okada, Tanahashi, Tanahashi, Okada. <laughs> and he was, he was uh, just fed up with it. And he said that the Intercontinental title was, you know, the workman, you know, the workman, the workman's title, right? Yeah, the working the, man's the, title. The hard-hitting title. The one that anyone who's good enough can take a shot at, right? Not... It's not protected like the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, which I kind of completely agree with. And uh, I think he was really talking a lot of shit to Tanahashi yeah. and Shinsuke. I completely forgot exactly what he said. If I can look up that vi- that footage, I've, I'll um, come back and say you know what he said exactly. But I thought it was hilarious, right? Him um, burning Shinsuke for just leaving without actually defending it or putting anyone over. <laughs> and uh, Tanahashi 
for <laughs> for basically kind of like being the New Japan John Cena and that he's taking everyone's uh, TV time and and uh, their chances, right? So uh, very funny stuff. Uh, anyways, that's our that's our um, breakdown of being the elite episodes one. We're man, look, we're almost running at an hour right now. So uh, any parting thoughts before we go, Miguel? Uh, I love. I notice and I love the way uh, Nick more so than Matt when he's especially when he's at especially when he's in the car or just like anywhere and he's traveling and just he's tired. He shows how how much he he shows that he uh, he's a lot more tired. I see how he's how much he's t- how he's tired. I see it a lot more than I see it in Matt. And like when he's in the middle of like explaining his itinerary and where he's got to be, he's always like, yeah, no, and then after we go to Japan, we got to come back to Chicago. You know, he looks so miserable. Like, he's, like, he's like a dead man. He's like an autopilot almost. <laughs> he's just explaining it. Then Matt is like, you know, it kind of looks a bit more uh, composed. Whereas like Nick is like kind of just looks like he's on the verge of death sometimes. <laughs> I don't which I don't know if he's trying to be funny, but if he is, that's genius because that's a very very subtle comedic uh, mannerisms he does there, where he's just like yeah, like we'll do. It. It's like very dry humor almost. I think you give, <laughs> you might be giving a little too much credit. He I, I think what makes it's so funny because I think what makes him really funny is uh, sometimes like his overacting, which he's doing on purpose completely. Oh, okay, when right. uh, for example when. I think we had that footage of him doing that in particular during the the Ghostbusters skit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot what he says, but he just says it with such enthusiasm and is shaking his head like crazy. Yeah. Is he influenced by Jim Carrey? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> and yeah, I just think it's hilarious. He does that to this day to an extent. And I find it hilarious. So... Uh, anyways, we should wrap things up now. Yeah. Um, we are going to continue. You know, this is a long-running uh, pod. I think, is it too much? Uh, I, I think we're going to have to think of possibly maybe uh, doing even less. Yeah. Right? Like, Cutting down the episodes. Yeah, slimming down some episodes. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, because I did not expect to go on this long. I thought we were going to be um, clawing at, clawing and, you know, uh, fighting for our lives for content but man <laughs> maybe not so we'll see maybe we're maybe we're uh, emphasis putting too much emphasis on stuff that's not as important but hey you know we're still trying to find our footing here when it comes to breaking down being the elite um yeah so uh, what do you think of the logo i sent you miguel uh i think it looks fantastic yeah so i was uh, right before Which i got here stay tuned for that you guys are gonna see it very soon i was working on the logo for the pod um it doesn't come out exactly as i wanted to uh, i've actually taken classes f- um in the past for uh, graphic design and whatnot and I definitely think I am very rusty in uh, anything that I'm doing. But I, at least I am getting the main stuff at what I wanted to get out. Uh, and it's looking okay. And I, when I was doing... Basically, the logo was a two, the Bucks uh, doing a double super kick and with a big yeah. real lucha coming out of the, the boots, right? Kind of like a comic. But um, when it comes to uh the gear, right, that they're wearing, I was at first inspired to potentially do the gear that they had for all in but i ended up doing the gear that they had for this past full gear uh with the lakers colors so um that was a last minute change and yeah uh, i'm excited to see if i change anything to that logo or whatnot Um, we'll, we'll see so anyways that's gonna end it for us you know Give me, give me the two uh, sweet ski, right? And we're off. Right, peace. Lucha! Lucha.